All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is very exciting. Five of us haven't been in the same room in a minute. It's true. Yeah, you're right. I think it's because we did a at-home episode, then BM was gone, and then both of us were on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it's mm. nicer outside than when we had to do the at-home one. Cars mm. wouldn't start. It's lovely in Edmonton. I was just right now. Beautiful. Day. Like a balmy minus four, I think. Minus two, minus two. Minus one two. Just out there. bad. That's great ODR weather. Tarps off, tanning outside. Yeah. Why not? Get a little bronze, get an early start on the summer. Might have a margarita tonight on the patio. I had enough margaritas like on Saturday night to last me a lifetime, <laughs> I feel like, but we'll get there. We will get there. Welcome to the Tuesday episode of Oilers Nation Radio. Plenty to discuss. I don't know if you heard, but the worm is in town. You heard? It's going to be weird, but we'll get there. Oilers on a 13-game win streak. We're going to get there, too. We're going to start off with a delicious debate from my friend, Tyler Uremchuk, our friends at Wendy's. Who's still in the daily face-off survivor pool? Out day one. Not me. I was also out yesterday. I bet Kerfa under a point. I didn't even know what team he was on. Well, <laughs> he scored yesterday, though. He's on Arizona. Did he score the own goal? No, he didn't. I checked. <sighs> that would have been a That'd bummer. Been so good. That would have been a bummer. Everybody else out? <laughs> out. I have to set reminder to do this better. Did you know that there's a leaderboard for this? Go ahead. And the leader is only at like 24 points. Because it's impossible. This game is way harder than I thought it was going to be when we started. Yeah. But the point is, even if you haven't started playing yet, the top prize you for the year is $5,000 cash. Yeah. Uh, so on the season, you can stick the leader there. is 23. <laughs> I'm not in the top 60. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm in the top 60 at all. But I think if I can go on a bit of a run here the rest of the way. 13 and 0? I, what, I might have. I mean, I need a week. Yeah. Yeah, you need a run here. I need a run. The only person I saw in here whose name I recognized was Captain Felton at 37. Ah, he's in the hunt. Well, he is a captain after all. He is. He's only 11 behind. Daily face off survivor.com. That's where you need to go to sign up. Get yourself a little bit of food from our friends at Wendy's, including the bacon portobello mushroom melt. Available for a limited time only. I haven't got one yet. I need one. I might couple the Wendy's sponsorship with the DoorDash sponsorship. Bring them all to my house. Mm -hmm. Synergy. Tyler, what do you got for a delicious debate today? Um, The Oilers DoorDashed themselves an improvement for the third line by bringing in Corey Perry. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that, honestly. (laughs) Ding dong. Ding dong. So this is a Wendy's segment? Yeah, it's a Wednesday segment. You're right. <laughs> Let's just get to the delicious debate. It's a fill in the blank edition. Pew, pew, pew. The Oilers signing Corey Perry is blank. I think it's awesome. I've hated Corey Perry for almost two decades now because he's so annoying. Yep. He'll fight. He's scrappy. He scores. And I know he's a 38 year old guy now. So like the 50 goal season is long behind him, but still. 38 years old, basically dead. Doesn't get older than that. (laughs) So I just think that I'm super excited about it because he's going to add another layer of annoyingness into the Oilers bottom six and potentially moonlight upward. If, if needed, Uh, he's still going to be a smart player. He's still going to be annoying. He's going to draw other teams into penalties. He's going to do a lot of things that I think the Oilers are missing kind of lower in the lineup. And I'm super excited about it. And as much as that's weird to say, I will begrudgingly, cheer for Corey Perry, though I will spit after every time I do. <laughs> I'll enjoy every minute of it. It's one of those players where you hate to play against him, but you love, you love him when he's on your team. That's everything, exactly the everything point. in the past is in the past. It doesn't bother me at all. We have one goal going forward, and uh, I think everyone knows what that is. It's fitting, though. It suits us. It adds an element that we probably were on the lower end of having. Um, I, people keep comparing him to, to Evander Kane, but I think he's different. They end up in the same place, either in a fight or in a scrum by the net or something like that after the whistle, but they get there in different ways. Evander kind of gets in a protective role. Corey Perry is going to be in front of the net creating these issues for everybody and pissing people off. Yep. And if, you know, for some reason we have 28 shots on goal and we can't score, that dude's going to go to the front of the net and that goaltender is going to hate his life. Well, that's the thing he sits I love. there to try and get in his head and make the goal scoring a little bit easier. I love greasy goals. And if there's anybody who's not afraid to get into those areas to score them, it's Corey Perry. He scored a ton of them over his career. So, and watch, he's good at the end of the year or after his, at the end of his time here, however long it is, he's going to have a better percentage of goals allowed through review. <laughs> and they're going to be more... <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but they're going to be a little more greasy than a little more uh, yeah, bad than say a Hyman's or Hyman's are usually he accidentally did something, but Corey Perry's going to be doing this shit on purpose. And Corey Perry's going to get more goals because of it. It's going to be really weird, but it's going to be enjoyable. My also, my favorite part about Corey Perry is for the old boys like us, Rick revisiting all the sweet Mike Comrie jokes from 20 years ago. <laughs> Those have been fun to read but more like, Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you guys <laughs> know funny. about, do you guys I get know that, that story? I get that reference. Do you guys know the story? The Mike Comrie one? Yeah. yeah. Trade. Wasn't he supposed to get, tra- there was supposed to be a trade. I don't know. There's supposed to be a trade. Comrie for Perry. Okay. But In 2004, something like that. Comrie wanted out and then he wanted to go to Anaheim. So then 
To complete the trade, however, Kevin Lowe asked for <laughs> Mike Comrie. We were very, very rough in the pocketbook at the time, okay? <laughs> okay. Our bank account was in the red. There were a lot of digits to the left of the decimal. Things were very bad. <laughs> the Edmonton Investor Group was just like, come on, man. <laughs> So Kevin Lowe asked Mike Comrie to pay back a chunk of his <laughs> signing bonus that he had got from Edmonton to make the trade go through. And obviously Mike Comrie was like, no, yeah, that's not how bonuses money. work. You think the ducks would have stepped up and been like, yeah, we really want to do this deal. Like we'll front that cash. <laughs> Didn't happen that way. Would have been a different world. Had Didn't it happen. happen. So that Disney the deal money was too. one for one. I don't remember exactly, yeah, but the, the most important part was the bonus money coming back to him. Wow. That so crazy. that ultimately killed Corey Perry being an oiler for two days. And he referred to it yesterday. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I thought I was going to be an oiler. But... to Philadelphia. Yeah. My comrade did. Yeah. yeah. He went to Philly. Yeah. yeah. What did we get? Uh, I don't remember. Probably something really good. And the guy who's that wasn't a, a legend in this town. The maroon, no. Let's do no, a Mike Comrie no, trade tree. Here we go. Here we go. So originally the Oilers traded Craig Millar to get his draft pick rights. The Oilers then Craig Millar from oh, Buffalo. No. That was part of the Miroslav Chaton trade. Okay. I should have known this Him one. Him and Barry Moore. The Oilers got three assets in return for Mike Comrie, two of which would go on to briefly work at the Nation Network. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, the first is Jeff Waywitka, Liam, your pal. Yeah. And oh my god, man, did I have big hopes for him? He Jeff was like, like, Yeah, was Tyler's getting a little at choked up here. <sighs> was he getting emotional? Oh, that was Danny Savret, that was the captain. Uh, yeah, Jeff Oyweka played junior in what did he play? You got it right there. It was well before you were old enough to watch. Uh, Red Deer, Red Deer, that was a, he is a legend in Red Deer. So the Oilers got Jeff Oyweka, Rob Shrimp, and Danny Savret. As a part of the deal, oh, no, um, yeah, they Rob, did work for the Nation Network. <laughs> Rob Shrimp eventually, yeah, that's why I said. Uh, Rob Shrimp yeah. eventually would uh, go on to be let go by the Oilers. They never got anything back for him. Danny Savret was then traded by the Oilers to the Flyers in exchange for Ryan Patolny. Yeah, yeah, but, but go now, now go to the go to the uh, Wawitka. What yeah, did Wawitka get us? I know who he got me. I just wanted to make sure Patolny's trade tree ended with the Oilers. It did. So then, eventually, <laughs> obviously. Jeff Wojewitko was a part of the deal that landed the Oilers Chris Pronger. So you can continue to follow this trade tree and go from Chris Pronger, who was then eventually dealt from the Oilers for Joffrey Lupo, Ladislav Schmid, Nick Ross, Jordan Eberle, um, and then a second round pick the Oilers would go on to flip from there. This would be a great. We uh, need Ebbs back again to get this tree back on order. Yeah, they were talking about it. Digging it up and replanting it somewhere else, right? This is a Mark Messier trade tree. Yeah, they do intertwine pretty yeah. significantly because then eventually Lupul was traded for Jeff Sanderson and Yoni Pitkinen. Um, Laddie Schmid was eventually obviously traded for uh, Laurent Brassois and Roman Horak. Jordan Eberle was then eventually <laughs> traded for Ryan Strom. Strom was slipped for Spooner. Spooner was flipped for Gagne. That reminds me of that. Gagne was then somewhat flipped for Athanasiu. That reminds me of that tweet oh, where it's like, hey, you want to go out tonight? No, we're just going to stay in and just go over like obscure oh, wide, receiver wide receivers names or something like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, what did you and the boys do last night? And it's like, oh, we made the best baseball team of players from the year 2000 whose names start with R. And it's like, what? There are so many ghosts that you just listed there that I just completely forgot about. <laughs> 
What a time to be alive being an Oilers fan. Back to business for the delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's. Dan? I had hopes for every one of those teams, though. Yeah, every single one of those guys. I'm like, big hopes for every single one of them. The answer is here now. Danny Severed, he's going to captain our defense now. I know it. I can smell it. I can taste it. Uh, To answer the delicious debate, I would say my answer is found money. Um, it's, it's a bonus to be able to get a guy like Corey Perry off of the free agent wire for nothing. Uh, I just, and I think everybody kind of has that asterisk next to the excitement for it, just because there is a question mark as to why he departed from the Blackhawks. We'll never truly know. He spoke a little bit more about, uh, mental health and, and that kind of thing in his press conference yesterday, but, uh, it's found money that has like a little bit of a question mark to it as to why that money was just laying on the floor. And if that's going to creep up again, I hope it's not. It's just a short-term deal, so it shouldn't. But that's uh, that would be my only little caveat there. I just imagine he's going to be on his best behavior, you know? You'd think, there's but he had a pretty sweet deal in Chicago. There's a big difference between playing with a young team like Chicago and playing with an older team but that's he was a also, cup contender as the Oilers. He was also loved in the locker room by mm-hmm. all those guys on the Blackhawks. Probably, right? And like, I don't even think it's, and I talked about this in my instant analysis piece up at the Oilers Nation YouTube where you should be subscribing. Uh, and I was like, I don't even think it's fair to lump him in with Evander Kane and Zach Cassian. Like those were Vertanen. different than this. Vertanen even, obviously. Um, so oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think it's a little different. That's why like my answer would be, it's a perfect fit. Like he's exactly what you wanted to add into this bottom six. He's a right winger. He's dirt cheap and he cost you nothing. Yeah, assets I didn't have to trade to assets because now you can use those assets to do literally anything. Else. And he brings a lot to the room. Yep. Like he's going to be an addition like Mike Smith was off the ice, like Duncan Keith was off the ice. And and a lot I of people was, aren't going to like that part, but it's going to be massive. I always like having guys in the room that have cup rings, too. Yeah, he's been there. He's done that. He's the he's only Oiler with a cup ring. Today. Nice to have. Today. Really? Today. Until June. Then they all get one. Who else in there has one? Uh, hmm. I think Derek Ryan has in U of A rings. Speaking of which, Waz got to meet Derek Ryan last class, night. Class so ring. excited. Beaming. Uh, the others now have three hot trophy winners on their roster. Mm-hmm. How many other teams can even say that? Pittsburgh would have two. Uh, I don't know. Lightning. Tampa Bay draw, have one. That's it. Samco's never got one. No. Mm-hmm. Even if you did, don't have three. Now we got three. Ah. Take that. Eat it. League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. that Wade Redden. <laughs> Not sure where he took some shrapnel today, but <laughs> yeah. what's Wade Redden's trade tree? Probably pretty messed up. <laughs> what do you got for Corey Perry, Liam? I think it's a good ad. I like that he fills a hole in a, a place of necessity. Can play a lot of roles. And I think he's gonna be great for the Edmonton Oilers. And yeah, that's it creates, it. It Nothing creates else really a, an issue for the coaching staff on which four is to play, no? I think it's a good issue though. No, hundred percent. Like, is there a name that fault? Like, obviously the two names automatically are gone now in Hamlin and Ernie, when it comes to putting Corey Perry in, is there a name that automatically becomes the first in line or is it like this guy, that guy, or this guy? I'm going to throw a name on the second one. And I don't think everybody agree, agree with me, but for me, the guy out would probably be Matthias Jamak right now. Which is funny because he's the one playing higher than everybody else. I know. And he's a crucial penalty killer for this team. But you look through it. Does Corey Perry kill penalties or no? No, no he doesn't. Uh, Derek Ryan scored a big goal the other game against mm-hmm. Toronto. Also a penalty killer. Connor Brown has been 
despite not scoring, which he's you may, may never, he's been other, very other good. Yeah, so at this point, like he had a chance against Calgary on Saturday he's night. Like, right back it just it. made me laugh. He almost shot it back into like, the goalie's mask. Fuck man. <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> he just needs the one Holloway. You're obviously not taken out. No, no. My clouds obviously not coming out. No, no. Sam Gagne just got the game winning goal. Like I'm it's, four, Gagne, it's Gagne, but, Ryan, Yanmark, Corey Perry, circling. Yeah, circling you rotate for, them. For three spots. But if you were to take a guy out today to put Corey Perry in the lineup, for me, it would be Yanmark. See, for me, I think it would have to be either Derek Ryan or Sam Gagne. I, I think, think that's, and that's fair. Like, I mean, there's going to be an argument for everything. Gagne doesn't power play. Gagne doesn't penalty yeah. kill. Yanmark he's still on kills. pace for 20. I <laughs> blows my mind. But I, I just, I said at the beginning of the season, if we have a, if we get to the point of the year where Gagne and Ryan are playing at the same time that things are probably not looking too hot because they're both kind of the same player and they're not exactly in their prime or large bodies or, or specialty one way or the other. I think it would have to be one of those two. I, I agree and with both the have, argument. And both have, either or one have proven to be able to score when you put them back in after four days off. I just think Matthias Jamak, as good of a penalty killer is, he's not providing offense. He has yeah. one goal this season. But the PK is like, it's so I, good It's right crucial. Now. It I know. I completely I agree. Like mess with it. Well, but that's what enough. I wonder if like, they're going to want to tinker with a PK. Unit but the, they also said about. like back when he first got one, no, no block of first got here. He, he cut down the amount of guys um, yeah. killing penalties, right? Because mm-hmm. he wanted to keep it a smaller group and more pride in it. And this is your guys' area. And this is your guys's, you know, whatever, and get out there and do it. When you take someone off of that and you, plunk someone in who hasn't been doing yeah. it. The chemistry there between those four guys, is there something there? I also, like, you talked about taking Yanmark out of the lineup. She's got me thinking, is he not a really obvious trade option for the Oilers? Like, you know they're going to be pinching pennies come deadline time, right? So if you want to add a third-line center or you want to add a top-six winger and it's like, ah, we probably need a million bucks going out the door here at some point, like, you know, Gagne's league man, Connor Brown is league men for this year. Derek Ryan's 900 K. So there's a hundred K difference between him and Yanmark. Ryan has the extra season. So team might not take him. Like, I don't wonder now if maybe Matias Yanmark, even though the gap is small, if that's not a guy, they maybe don't look to move at some point. That's fair. I'm like, I'm trying to figure I get out. It. I, it but I, I bummer used, for the depth chart. Yeah, well, that's just it. Right. Cause I think at this point now you're trying to build up that depth chart and I don't think like adding one and dropping one is the greatest move, but if you're taking a step up in terms of skill, in terms of pro- uh, production on the ice, then maybe it is worth that risk. You've gotten, you've gotten the freebie and Perry. Like, let's say you can add a top six winger and just to make the money work, you throw Yanmark into that deal. Then you're still in a situation where you're sitting one of Gagne or Brown every night. So I, I think they're probably, I would, my guess would be looking closer at defense than a forward at this moment, just because the Oilers have been very healthy on D this year. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind a Broberg call up at all, but like mm-hmm. if two go down, then what? Philip Kemp. The forward the forward. Oh, sorry. I thought you said defenseman. Yep. Philip Broberg. They played, him, they, well, they Kemp. played Kemp on the four. Uh, they yeah, played Kemp oh, I was zoned out. I was Rastles. looking at this. Did you guys see <laughs> the, the he plays center, but he's not a centerman bit again. <laughs> Do you see Simon's broke? And Just when them all. But literally like collapsed on the car. Right. Oh, the ceiling? Yeah. That was yeah, crazy. That was ago. That's mm-hmm. how they get you. <laughs> what <is> that's nuts. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> just in general, that's how they get you. That's their anti-theft device. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's also the- this other stuff about like snow plows just ramming into cars. And I'm just thinking, 
What's my car going to look like? Where are you like? going right now? I don't know. It just there's been crazy <laughs> stuff going on. You're, in not, rolling today. You're not here. We need no, to I'm not here. here right now. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just this city, man. He looks a little stressed. It's like Gotham. <laughs> When's the last time you had a banana? It's been a while. I had a banana Maybe muffin. That might though. be the, Why are there that might bananas be the here? I had you? some munchies out there. Tyler should have like a couple bananas in his fucking pocket or something. Tyler should supply me bananas. Fruit. You guys spend enough yep. time together. Holstered for moments like this where you're mm-hmm. disrepaired. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we're wrapping up the delicious debate, I think. All right. Yeah. What's next? Who's your ideal? Like, where's your ideal? Like, over above, who comes out? Where's your ideal spot for Corey Perry right now? Uh, I don't They're- think you tinker with the top six at all. No, you no, no, no. Uh, but they have tinkered with it through the winning streak, and it's been fine, right? So like- what do you got? Hit me. It's, yeah, when they get there's a part of me that wants to see McLeod back up with Drysaddle and Fogel and Kane with Perry and Holloway. Kane, Perry, Holloway. Who's your fourth line? Man, those, that, that line Derek Ryan. Mayhem. I don't love Derek Ryan at center, which is why I'm hesitant to do it. But yeah, there's a part of me that thinks there's a tremendous upside to the uh, to the Holloway Perry Kane trio. Holloway Perry Kane, two guys who can score goals. Holloway would have had three assists of a day if uh, Connor Brown and Cody Cece knew how to put it in the back of the net. Again, I'm still my my delicious debate now and always is which one of those two gets one first. Corey Perry. That's so sad. <laughs> it probably is Corey Perry. Oh, and you mix him in, yeah. See, yeah. just on the Holloway moving him up the lineup, I, I get it, and I love that second line of McLeod, Dry, and Fowell. But the speed aspect of having Holloway and McLeod on the, in the bottom six on separate lines too, I think, is very very important for the others too. And I would try to add more speed into that group. There's so a lot more I just offense down there too. Yeah, exactly. So I like Derek Ryan a lot. I just don't love the idea of a fourth line potentially being Sam Gagne, Derek Ryan and, and yeah, Connor man. Brown, which with Hamlin, those two have Although, done well. I don't mind it. Really. I don't mind it either. And I think they work hard enough that it would be fine. Cause we're kind of just love the, the speed of like grinding fourth lines. <laughs> Got to move. Yeah. You got to be, you got to move. And those are some guys that, again, somehow Sam Gagne is on pace for 20 goals. We got to be wild. Like Sam Gagne is not doing this by playing the way we saw when he was drafted in 07, right? He's redone his game. (laughs) He's been around the net. He's putting the puck on the net. He's going to areas. It's not fun. He's doing exactly what Derek Ryan does out there. He doesn't hit anyone hard, but he's always physical on the forecheck. Let's know he's there. Yep. For a smaller guy, Sam Gagne is not easy to play against. No. He'll stick you. You get you. Sometimes you gotta. You gotta. That's how they get mm-hmm. you. And again, game-winning goal against the Calgary Flames in 2024. Didn't see that one coming. Pretty wild. Pretty awesome. Pop a clutch, especially from where he scored it from. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the old how he scored job. that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that went in either. We'll get there. We don't ask how. We only ask how many. Mm-hmm. Six. Thirteen. <laughs> and counting. Eight. How many goals does he have? Five. Thought. What's 13? What? Oh, 13 wins. I thought we were talking oh, about how many wins. goals Sam Gagne has. Oh I thought you guys were just saying numbers out loud at random. <laughs> Me too. I was very there are numbers that meant something though. Yeah. You, well, how many goals does he have? 41 in honor Taylor Torney. <laughs> <laughs> What's his trade tree? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, boy. Well, you, you guys are this. rascals. Here we go. Taylor Choney trade tree. St. Louis has not been traded once in his career. <laughs> not not worth shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just Tough. traded. Tough. 
He was an answer on Liam's game a few weeks ago. Was he? What was yeah. the question? I uh, just I describe Taylor Chorney and you have to guess who he is. All right. All right. Well. Do you know Tom Gilbert's coaching now? Where? Uh Madison. She coaches marketing <laughs> Yeah, I know. Madison, <laughs> Connecticut? Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Cap- Wisconsin. Capitals, whatever they're called. All right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Assistant. I'm going to read this next part verbatim. Okay. I'll get ready. For a limited time only, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code, Liam? Nation 25. Don't forget, Nation 25 gets you 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms do apply. I want to know who delivered for you. So, I haven't been here in a minute. So, I'm going to go back a little bit ways. But in terms of the Flames game on Saturday... Win number 13, Tyler Remchuk, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Stuart Skinner, man. I mean, come on. We keep racking up 2-1 victories, and even when the Oilers gave up the one goal, I just, I wasn't worried because I was like, I, I think Stuart Skinner is going to be able to make enough saves to keep them in this. Liam, we did the math earlier today on what his third period numbers are in this winning streak, and do you still have them? Of course. Took me four minutes. Of course I kept them. All right. So what do we got? Give me his third period stats during this winning streak. They're going to be good. In the third period during this winning streak, Go ahead. he has played 10 games. Mm-hmm. He has a goals against average in the third period of 0.3. Gives up one goal every three third periods. Is, safe is that good? Per- is, that's pretty good. Oh, okay. Save percentage is 967. Is that good? That's pretty impressive. All and right. the only game he's allowed more than one goal in the third period was against the New York Rangers when he was like 0. 0.1. 0. 0.1 seconds left. The fact that Stuart Skinner has given this team so many clutch saves over the last little while is just so wildly impressive and such a massive reason why this winning streak has been extended to where he is. So Stuart Skinner gets my who delivered. 10 games in a row with a save percentage over 912. Nine games in a row where the lowest save percentage he had was a 926. Fantastic. I a, yeah, I got another one for you from uh, nhl.com. Games started where the play where the goalie save percentage is above 900. There are only two goalies in the NHL who have more of those in the entire league, and it's Thatcher Demko and Connor Hellebuck, the two guys who are running away with the Vesna conversation right now. 23 for Hellebuck, 22 for Demko, 20 for Stuart Skinner. That's pretty good. And Skinner beat Hellebuck in one of those games. Mm-hmm. 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 Nation Dan down at the end of the line. Who delivered for you for our friends at DoorDash? Uh, it's just going to go to the Oilers fans who showed up in Calgary and just really took over that building. And it was fun to be able to see. We had Kennedy in the stands there showing some video of uh, of the press gallery. Get, what is it called? The I, press level. Press, press level. level yeah, yeah. Getting getting rowdy and orange and blue. It's just awesome to see. I love to see Oilers fan travel. So Oilers fans showing up. Delivered. The best part about like a Saturday night game too with the Saddle Domes, I'm going to say it's there's more Oilers fans than there's Flames fans in there. Probably pretty right now. There's 60, 40 probably. Yeah. And then you include the siblings all there. Yeah. yeah. With the way we're playing right now, it's easy. 60, 40. Yeah. Liam, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Uh, I'll say Dylan Holloway. Didn't look like he missed much of a step. Almost had three assists. Grabbed one assist, which he didn't really do too much on because Sam got to use a sniper. 
<laughs> so I'll give it Dylan Holloway for delivering and giving the Oilers another option in that bottom six. Tyler, for our friends at... Oh, you, you I'm went, skipping. I'm good. You had a bonus one. You'll go last. <laughs> Rick, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Uh, I think it has to be Ryan McLeod. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the best goal of his career he's seen. I think he's playing the best he's ever seen in, in his whole career right now. Um, the His speed out there is insane. The fact is like his hands just can't quite keep up to his speed kind of tells you something about his how fast he can go. He keeps the defense on their heels. He's out there. He's everywhere on the ice right now. And uh, that goal, right? That goal that he put up uh, Saturday is well, that was pretty. Any surprise that didn't get challenged? It was close. The offside. I know. Like, so I was working, but the one, the one view I saw, it did look like it was going to be super frame by frame and they mm-hmm. didn't get into the frame by frame. So I don't really know, but it looked like his back edge was still there. Do you guys get the sense that like coaches are starting to get a little bit more apprehensive at challenges now? It's and I love that because it's the existence of that penalty, right? Yep. Especially almost when you're playing the Oilers and you're like, okay, this is tight. It's 50-50 on there. Do I want to lose this challenge and then have to give them a power play where I can't get any momentum and run the risk? There's a 30% chance the Oilers are going to score on that power play and then put the game out of reach or do I just say, "You know what? We'll get one." What's the automatic challenge on every goal? Isn't there, don't they review every goal to make sure it was good that you don't like the coach does, but that's only based on like, then they just review if it goes over the line. Making sure it's Um, breaking news. Carter Hart has requested uh, a leave of absence for citing personal reasons from the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm. So did Dylan Dubé the other day for his, for his reasons, different, bit different. Both of those players were on. uh, Oh boy. The Hockey Canada Let roster. The rumors not to fly. speculate too heavily. You don't want to. Allegedly, in our opinion. Same so, team. No, they were. Yeah, that's actually not. Can't, yeah, you on the same, were were on the same team. You can't. Yeah, that's not speculation. That is straight up fact. Well, there's the facts, folks. Yeah. That Liam is. Delivering the news from both WEM and the NHL. <laughs> Bring up the roster. Let's. Okay. For. Let's see. <laughs> my, I, I want to go back a little bit because I haven't been on the podcast in a minute, but. Um, for DoorDash, who delivered for me is the Oilers resilience. Like I'm looking at the schedule. Yeah, they beat the Flames 3-1 at the Saddle Dome. It was great. Never, they were never down in that game. But if you look against the game against Toronto and the game against Seattle, they were down two goals after the second period. Just kept at it. Just kept grinding. Battled their way back. Ultimately won both of those games. By the way, 4-2. <laughs> Couple of those. Told you it was going to happen. <laughs> So I just want to give some shout out just to the Oilers as a whole for the resilience and not kind of like folding the tent, even though their starts weren't necessarily as good as you'd like, like the Seattle game specifically, yeah. they were so sloppy in the first period. How many breakaways was it? There was like three there or was something. Three and Skinner made a huge save on the third one. So I think that just as a whole, their ability to kind of stick with it find different ways to win during this win streak has been important. So shout out to them for our friends at DoorDash. And what's interesting too, is like, we know that over the last kind of 10 days here, they've been running on fumes a little bit. Some nights, like they've gotten good goaltending and that is great. But there are a lot of nights here where you're like, Ooh, they didn't have their best and they squeaked that one out. What's going to happen when the power play eventually gets humming for They're kind of in that little slump they have this time of year, every year, except for they can, they figure out how to play defense. Except for their goalie stopping 95% of the shots he's facing. And they're finding ways to score at five on five. And just, just that one goal, right? So what happens when they do come back? And I was thinking that the other day, same thing is that they will find their offense again right away. And if it's tonight, then, then, you know, if it's tomorrow or Thursday night, eventually it's coming back again. And then I think some teams have got to be really worried because this team's going to be very, very, very difficult to beat. hundred percent. And the fun part is like, 
you can't call them power play merchants right now because they're getting the job done at all scenarios. Their leading goals or their leading point producers at five on five during the win streak are Fogel and McLeod. Yeah. 12 Each for a point 12, 13 for 13. You, you, can't, you can't do that unless you're PK Subban. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Friday. He's my cold performer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't play defense. Haven't watched your games. Okay. We'll get there. Stay tuned for Friday. Stay tuned for Friday. Any other kind of uh, anyone else deliver for you? Tyler, I know you had a bonus one. I had a bonus one. Was it me? Was uh, it Liam? Yeah, maybe it was you. Oh, that'd be nice. That's really nice. Bonus one. Thanks, Thanks. What do you have to say? Something happened at the uh, watch party there that you want to give a shout out for? Or? No, I thought a- you guys did a great job. Yeah, post gaming it up. Live from the Fairmont JPL. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We had a live studio audience. They were laughing at our jokes. Quickly emptied. Quickly. <laughs> it did quickly empty. Yeah, everyone went on to go do other things. But You know what? When you're at the JPL, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. I don't think that was a comment on our post game, Julian. No. No, no, no. Um, I want to touch on something else a little bit uh, before we move on to the pond hockey recap. Do you think that signing Corey Perry effectively for free eliminates the need for like the Bukestad trade where it's like a pick and a prospect for a player who's on an expiring deal, but that they're going to use it to do something like maybe that's assets you use to get rid of Jack Campbell. Ken Holland talked about yesterday. It kind of opens the goalie trade market a little bit. That goaltender has been playing pretty well in AHL right now. So I think you just kind of leave them down there until the trade deadline. If someone's there, you'd make that, but I don't think you try and push it right now. Talking Campbell or Rodrigue? Campbell. He is playing well. I still get rid of him anyway. So I mean, yeah. you're still trying. You're still <laughs> trying to look at it, right? But I don't think you have to force it right now and try and no, don't force add it. too much to get rid of him right now. Because if he brings his game back up to a point, you might be able to sell somebody on some magic beans. I love a good bean. Mm. So my thing before all this was like, okay, if you're gonna get rid of Jack Campbell, you're gonna have to attach significant future assets to it, and then you're gonna have that cap space, and then to spend it, you need to go spend significant future assets, right? To go get a winger and a center and a D man and all those things. It's like, okay, you, you almost don't have enough future assets there. But now if Dylan Holloway can come up and I really don't like the idea when people are like Dylan Holloway is like a trade deadline ad. It's like, well, no, we've been factoring him in since the beginning of the year. He's not really like a trade deadline. He would have been here all year. Yeah. But if Dylan Holloway comes up and proves he can play center at the NHL level, that changes up your deadline plans. Now you've gotten Corey Perry for free and it's kind of like, okay, if those two things both pan out, then maybe I am more okay with spending significant future assets to get out of Campbell and then sitting there and adding a big name winger to this team. A big win uh, this year. Yeah. Right now at the deadline. Who? Who? Come on. Jake Gensel's out there. Tyler mm-hmm. Toffoli is Jordan Ricard Raquel. I want to aim higher than both of those guys. <laughs> Eberle and Raquel. Oh, wow. how dare you turn wow, you're back done. on Ricard Raquel. You've are given you up on Ricard. Two seasons you were pitching for Ricard Raquel. <laughs> like literally you your back on him. every week before the trade deadline for six weeks. Shocking. Who was the guy from Buffalo that was supposed to come here? <laughs> it's over. Oh, the dream Stafford. is dead. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, Raquel has like four more years at five million bucks. It'd be a terrible <laughs> idea. Listen, the dream is dead. You're telling me you couldn't bring Drew Stafford in here right now in a one year deal? <laughs> uh, the old people. But I'm more open to it now because you've gotten Perry for free and because, you know, this idea of Holloway playing center now exists like yeah let's go give up whatever you need to to get out of camel and then improve this team to the max that's why i brought up the idea over the last week of like 
hey, maybe you look at trading Brett Kulak and just running with Broberg and get an asset for Kulak. And then Kulak's playing well, though. He's playing well, but he's only given up one goal in the last 180 minutes played all situations. That is solid. I didn't make that up. That was was in Gregor's game notes. The way you looked at him was like, look what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) He had that one in his pocket for a while. But the idea is, is Kulak maybe a luxury you you can't afford or can that money be spent better elsewhere? And can Broberg just handle those minutes for you? Yeah, you move Kulak for a for a pick or whatever, and then you use that and CC to upgrade CC. I'll throw this one your guys' way because I brought it up on Oilers Nation every day today. Who says no? Kulak and the first round pick to the New Jersey Devils for Tyler Toffoli at fifty percent retained. He's a UFA at the end of the year. UFA at the end of the year, pure rental. Mm, I'd like some term if I'm being selfish. He's the type of player you might be able to get as a UFA, anyways. Um, I would probably be pretty interested in that because I think Toffoli's a guy who can score from the wing who's like a one-shot scorer yeah. and I think playoff guy yeah and like if you get Leon a guy a one-shot scorer especially an off shot for him where you can hit him on the far side of the ice I think that could pretty pretty special be pretty dangerous I'd love the idea of Jake Gensel I just have no idea what it would cost because I imagine there's gonna be a handful of teams that are looking at Jake Gensel and he's like six mil like getting him down to the point where you can afford him will be very What's, what type of player is Gensel Playoff guy too. Like I think he's pretty yeah. similar to a Toffoli. But no, when he get like, is he he's a goal scorer? The way Toffoli oh, yeah. is, he can play with skilled guys. Like he's done it with Sid forever. Yeah, but is he going out and scoring the Toffoli type goals where there's shots from the circle, shots from the dot, shots from a little bit further back than that? Yeah, thirty-four I think that's goals. The type of player that we were able to add would be thirty-four big. playoff goals in fifty-eight games, fifty-eight playoff points. Point a game guy in the playoffs has hit forty goals recently. Thirty-six last year, like twenty this year. 27 assists, 47 points this year. May I float an idea out there? Because Tyler asked me about this one. Sure. Sidney Crosby. <laughs> what if Frank put this out today as a possible suitor, but what if the others were able to get chicken? No. So I said, put this one out there. And I said this, I think this would be a better trade than bringing in the to Foley. Cause I think it eliminates the question mark of a Broberg. You bring in, Chikrin, trade Kulak and a couple of picks for Chikrin. Then you have Vinny, Chikrin, uh, Ekholm, Bouchard, Nurse, CC. I know I've messed up the sides on the bottom. I don't like the idea of spending more assets and more cap just to upgrade your third pairing defenseman. The defenseman itself worries me. Hmm. He just got to Ottawa and they want to move him already. Well, they're brutal. I mean, he's just an asset that he's not. He's not obviously he was brought in to do something. He's not doing it. And he wasn't really doing it in, in Arizona. And there were, there were doubts and there were question marks about him when he left Arizona. They went to Ottawa and everyone's like, oh, up there. Like, this is great. This is great. This is great. Things have not been working there. I just find like, that's not a player I want to take a chance with on a team that. But I, I don't you have th- a player out there who's got letting one goal in 180 minutes in all time minutes. I, I understand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but in the same breath, it's not like other guys have gone to Ottawa and dominate either right there's been a lot of guys that have gone there and been like this is the answer this is the answer this is the answer and then they've all gone the shit yeah so if they can't play as a team then maybe that's on the Ottawa not on the players but he's I don't know I just that, can I, I ask just a question take that chance right now just because I don't know he's the, hi, he's the high scoring defenseman on Ottawa this season is there any element to Chikrin that's kind of like what's going on with PLD in LA and just the terms of like he's just kind of like I don't know 
No, I think Chikrin's actually really good. He has 27 points in 42 games from a defenseman. Pierre Dubois is like what kind of what kind of minutes points. is he getting? Because he's not going to be getting those fucking. He's he averaging, those nice I believe, here. about seventeen minutes at five on five against what type of competition? I didn't look that deep. I only got asked about an hour ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think busy checking out the Simon's news. Yeah. I, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, you I guys hear about the snowplow that hit the truck? Mm-hmm. Liam so, told me. Snowplow stories are actually wild. It's I've ridiculous they can just do that. On, so just I keep up. With <laughs> you say it's wild that they can just do that? Just plow into cars? Well, they're not supposed to. It's not like they're allowed <laughs> yeah, to they're just go current. do it. But I've heard it's a joystick it, issue, actually. In, but, the, in those Hyundai tractors, they have a joystick issue in cold weather. too. Really? But when they do it, there's no repercussions. Oh, there absolutely is. Is it? Yeah, the oh, city has 100%. to pay. That we, you, you and I actually have paid. The, no, not you. Sorry, you're in Sherwood Park. Yeah. Anybody that lives in Edmonton pays that. Interesting. Well, dollars. What do you think? They just hit insurance cars. And they're like, what? <laughs> well, I yeah. I, I Hopefully, you had a second vehicle because that Sorry, one ain't Sam. working anymore. I thought the rule was that like they put out their notice that they're going to come and plow, and they share responsibility to move your vehicle. So if you don't move your vehicle, it's kind of like collateral damage. Of like, oh, maybe. well, you didn't listen to the rules. Not really. Like normally, right. they'll just windrow you in. Yeah, which is That's a pain risk. in the ass. But I, don't think that it's, I don't think it gives them the green light to be like, well, let's just run over this Corolla. It's like if you're well, in a bus lane, you're not allowed to just like the bus is not just allowed hmm. to ram you out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe we need to be there, though. Interesting. Well, let us know. Leave a review. I would like you to leave a review. <laughs> we got Where you live, review. Liam, the police go ahead of the snow plows and knock on doors and let people yeah. know ahead of time. I know this for a fact because I used to live Not in Edmonton. Not it's in this Gotham City. The parking ban has been announced. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. GTFO. <laughs> but I mean, plows coming through. our cars may be plowed right now because we're all in this podcast. Could be. Never know. Um, I'm in on Chikrin again. All right. I would just like to have a guy like him as a depth defenseman, not have to pencil him into the lineup. Like, like I could see an acquisition like that. I'm thinking like a Mark Andre Bergeron style of player where it's just like some offense that you could put into the lineup because we just keep talking about how one or two injuries to this defense. And we are like a Philip Lawson. I'd like a yeah. Philip Lawson. Wow. <laughs> I'd like a Jason Smith type. Just, I, I just, just like depth. Core those guys are seven. Just depth <laughs> that feels Philip Lawson. You're right. He was more of a nine. Yeah. Depth <laughs> that feels like we didn't have to Not subtract to get to it. Yeah, that's fair. I I just think that there's no argument that Chikrin's better than Kulak. So if you can get it down to the same money, then it's an option. Just thinking out loud. We got to move I, on. I do think a defender. An actual defensive defenseman is more important for this team. If you can I upgrade would on Kulak. Defenseman, defenseman. Yeah. We got to move on. We got to talk about the Jasper Pond hockey tournament for our friends at Booster Juice. Um, fantastic tournament. The activations from Booster Juice with the player of the game was pretty, fa- pretty awesome. I mean, I won. It was very undeserved, but I still won the player of the game. So I'm very excited about my Booster Juice one free smoothie coupon. Was that what it was? I also got a water bottle. A little puck, a yep. little toque. Whoop. Very, very nice package from our what, friends at Booster Juice. What are you going to get? Well, that's the tricky part. Dollar amount? Just one free smoothie, playboy. Oh, just, well, yeah, just one drink. I'm going to yeah, get yeah. a quad XL and save yeah. it, use it for multiple days. I am thinking Mango Hurricane. Oh. Arguably my favorite. Toss some strawberries in there, maybe. Get a little frisky. Just order it in blender size. It was fun just kind of seeing some of the Yes. <laughs> Can you just pass me the blender? <laughs> I will drink from this. 
So it was fun to see Booster Juice kind of out and about and everybody kind of pumped when they got their Booster Juice player of the game prize. I thought that was really, really well executed at the tournament. Very excited about it. And uh, it was fun to see. Who doesn't love a good Booster Juice? You got one too, Tyler. I did. I did get player of the game once. And? Braga. Well, well, well deserved. <laughs> at least yours was deserved. Like when you say earned, not given, mine was given. Didn't Chalmers give his away to Pat? Yeah, Chalmers yeah. got his. Was he like was, well, Chalmers was the worst player of the game of all time, just because he made the like the referee, like scorekeeper guy, laugh the entire time because he was unhinged. Yeah, had a couple of pops in him and was just mouthy as all hell. Back to the tournament, though. Ultimately, this is the third year in a row, Tyler, that we've been able to go and experience it. Um, the tournament gets better every year. It gets bigger every year. The weather was fantastic this year. Playing the first night under the lights. <coughs> With the snow coming down, it doesn't get more picturesque kind of than that. It's one of the most beautiful ODRs you'll ever play on. It was fun to hang out with the boys from Flames Nation. It was fun to hang out with the boys from Daily Faceoff slash Leafs Nation. And it was fun just to meet a bunch of people that they came because we've been talking about this tournament now for three years and they want to make it part of their January routine. Yeah, like Chalmers said, you know, you and your buddies go on golf trips and all that, whatever. And like there are people there, the group from Seattle, like this is their trip every year that they do as boys. They fly in, drive out to Jasper. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome time, man. Like my favorite, it's my favorite weekend of the year. It's it's one of my favorite events that we do from both like an execution of the event standpoint, doing the watch party on Saturday night, getting to play hockey in the mountains is unreal. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side of like getting to hang out with everyone we work with. I also love it too. And I just think like, if you have a group of friends going out there, having a cabin at the JPL and then just hanging out, crushing beers and playing hockey, getting to walk to the rink, like you park your car and you leave it for the whole weekend. Yeah. So like it's, it's the perfect weekend. It's awesome. Liam got to experience it a little bit this week, this year too. Yeah. I had a bit of FOMO seeing what you guys were doing on the Friday night. So I came, I don't even think I was there for 24 hours. But it was awesome. You were definitely not there at 25. Nah, you were there for like hours. Yeah. yeah, tops, maybe 17. Yeah. Great. Had an excellent, excellent, excellent tub session. We did. That was a good tub session. You know, we stayed in the Queen's cabin. Well, you guys did. It was an honor to be in the same building. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Of course. Liam could feel her presence as soon as he walked in the room yeah. or in the building. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. The accent came right out of me. Fueled by Booster Juice, download the new Booster Rewards app today and start earning berry points for delicious, nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that you will get throughout the day. Download the Booster Rewards app. Lastly, the last thing I want to say about the tournament real quick is just if you're on the fence about joining us next January, just do it. You got to be there. It is, like Tyler said, one of the best weekends of the year. And this year we got so lucky with the weather as well that it was really the perfect weekend. Breaking news from the Oilers. Mm. Phil Kemp loaned to the Condors. Ah. That'll solve their veteran problem. That'll solve their forward depth issues as well. Bang Gleason to get called up. Maybe. Wouldn't that solve? Kemp just doesn't go down. So Kemp isn't a veteran? one of the vets to come up, no? Gleason. Yeah. Is a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, Because Bakersfield has the veteran issue where they have too many guys. Yeah. So So they need uh, one guy to come up, which is Gleason. I gotcha. Uh, Other guy, Adam Ernie. Got put on waivers and cleared. Farewell. Fairly well, Adam Ernie. You know, he was a wrecking ball out there, but he grew on me. Yeah. He was playing effectively. He wasn't doing anything that any ordinary player couldn't do, but he wasn't a liability. I don't think, I think mm-hmm. he actually got, I did like his physicality. Effective. He was a wrecking yeah. ball yeah. out there. Yeah. But he did well. So like, but the others upgraded. 
He, he did his job hurt. well, but his job is the easiest thing in the NHL to do well. A bottom, a fourth line winger who doesn't kill penalties and doesn't score. Like, yeah, yeah sure. He, I liked his physicality. He played well, but he's he's a jack. To his credit, though. Yeah, but to his credit, the goal he did score was a was beauty. S- and so, also playing, started the win streak. Playing five minutes a game isn't very easy. Especially trying to be effective in your mm-hmm. two, two one and a half shifts of period. Oh, what are we doing here, guys? Tyler, you just go. He goes out there and skates and hits two guys, and then like it's very easy for him to do what he does. In the grand scheme we'll of the NHL, wow. okay. In the grand scheme of the, I, I just okay. saw this yesterday on Twitter, wow. and it irked me. People been like, "Guy, oh, I think Ernie deserved to stay up." He definitely like, oh. no, no. He no, definitely no, no, no. I pushed out of the game, okay. but nothing about what he was doing out there is easy. Yeah, Why do you like hate he Adam Ernie? In the NHL by uh, hitting a scratch ticket. Oh yeah, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, relative to every other position in the <laughs> NHL, being the fourth line winger who doesn't kill penalties and has no expectations of scoring is the easiest job in the league. All right, mm. Adam. Bit. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> bit, bit harsh. Sorry, pal. Yeah, maybe a bit harsh. You know, we're I'm trying to we're trying to pump your tires here a little bit. Game's and Tyler's on, just like, nope. Game stab tires. Games on the road. A good <laughs> seven minutes of his eight minutes are against their best players. <laughs> not getting scored no, on. They're not. When you what match you up lines and that line is out there, are you not trying to put your best I'm line gonna, out there? I'm gonna fact check that. <laughs> in the meantime, we're gonna take a quick break and then it's time to bring Waz in for his signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is time for... You've been waiting. He's been waiting. We've all been waiting. Our friends at Greta. Go check them out pre and post game. You want to get a little food in you before the game. You want to get a little Mario Kart in you before the game. Go on down to Greta. You're going to have a great time. I'm still undefeated on the Mario Kart game. I only played once recently, but I won. That's what's most important. Check out Greta. As always, we welcome Waz in on Tuesdays for his signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? How you doing? Excellent. All right. 
Uh, starting off, um, this one comes uh, just kind of after the Battle of Alberta. Uh, clear this up for me. What makes a fan base look bad? Orders fans were chanting after beating the Flames, let's go Orders. Calgary sucks in the concourse and everything. And I saw a couple com- comments saying, this is why the entire league hates Orders fans or have some class, you're better than this. I thought it was just playful banter. Well, I mean, Flames that fans. so mellow. Yeah, Flames fans are in a tough spot right now. Performance-wise, the team is not doing well. They're watching their brothers and sisters up in the north, exceeding, excelling, heading towards the Stanley Cup. It's understandable. What was the thing we did in Vegas that people exactly. really called it? Shame. This isn't just shame. Shame. Yeah, this isn't just shame. It's one of those things where unless you've been there to experience it, you go, oh, but like in the context that's, of the moment and being there, it totally fits. That's a really good and point. You know what? Eat shit, Calgary. How's that? Anybody yeah. that's asking that question, would they be standing there in the concourse when the chant is going on with their arms crossed, not doing anything? I guarantee you they wouldn't. Also, like. It's sports. Like sometimes it's not that deep. Like not every athlete and fan, like you don't always have to be protecting people's feelings. Like thank you. if you're going to an NHL game, you're allowed to chirp the other team. You're allowed to chirp other teams fans. The amount like, of time Calgary has been up here where like there's the let's go Oilers and then Oilers suck. Or, like the reverse of what happened in Calgary. It happens all the time. People are just go to a, a European soccer though, game. Because Calgary even- sucks. Yes. They can't even seat them by each other. No, you're literally not even allowed in the same like ways into the ring. So that being said, don't chirp Connor being injured or else I'll fight you. Well, it's also kind of so what, what about Habs fans booing Connor McDavid? Is that kind no of it builds an atmosphere? Awesome. Well, that was, yeah. no that was in their own building. I was, so I'd go for it. Fair game. We Boo, won. He's the best player on earth. He got into a primary assist on the game winner. Great job, Montreal. I did like, and it's one of those things like as a home team fan base, like that's the challenge is you're supposed to get ex- more excited than we were, you know, do better. Uh, this next one comes uh, all the way back to the Chicago game. Can you clear this up for me? Does Connor McDavid whine? I personally don't think he does. Some hockey fans tend to view him as a whiner with how he talks about the officials. What would whining look like to you? That sounds to me like people who are not old enough to have watched Sid play yeah. when he first came in. He was a huge one. Connor doesn't complain that much. He's a, captains talk to refs that's, all the time. That's the, it's literally his job. He has Grow a letter up. on his, he has a letter on his Jersey to say that he has to speak to the referees. That would mean that it's not whiny. Grow up. But also like Sid, when he was first in the league and Connor, when he was a first in the league, they take more shit than any other yeah. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get hooked and slashed more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you disagree, Rick? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, I, I thought you were right. disagreeing. No, as, mm-hmm. but right. Like, if anyone's allowed to complain, it's co- it's the best players because they in the NHL they are shafted in the way they're treated by the officials. Hundred percent. If you see like LeBron James does not take anywhere near the amount of shit <laughs> in his respective sports as like the stars in the NHL. Sure, do. it looks like he they does pro- though. They protect. Well, yeah, of course, but he sells it. They protect their stars in that league way more than the NHL yep. does. Connor does not whine. Give me a break. Uh, I would call those people who say David Wines, Winers. Exactly. Yeah. Also, let's look at the penalty. Um, what game did they say? That Chicago, one? the offside. Remember, we had that kind of, he had that kind of viral. Okay. Yeah. And then there was also the one against Seattle the other day where he like slashed the guy and he barely touched him. Like, Sorry, and he complained about it because it was a horrible call. But Winers be whining. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Takes uh, one to no one. Yep. <laughs> next one comes down to goaltending. I'm uh, the one thing I was trying to. I, was, I, I thought this next uh, last week when they played Detroit. Uh, are we getting a little too comfortable with Skinner and Pickard? More so Pickard with as a backup. He, you know, I feel like he hasn't been too great. 
uh, games against Florida and New Jersey stand out? Can you clear that up for me or even educate me? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Basically, are we too comfortable with Pickard as the backup? Like, no, there's just nothing else they can do right he's now. He's got a 903 save percentage. He's been good. I think you're what you're trying to say was is is there a better option for us? And the answer is still no, uh, other than maybe Rodrigue. But that was kind of I think that's kind of been quelled since every time Picker comes in, he's he's pretty damn solid. Like yes, he's not he's not ending the world and not making us make a decision between him and Skinner, but he's great in his position. Also, let me just say, like in terms of talking about acquiring a goalie, part of it is yes, Pickard's played fine. Part of it is Stuart Skinner's been elite, and I'm sitting here going. You're never going to get an upgrade on Stuart Skinner on the trade market. So this team's going to go as far as Stuart Skinner will carry them from a goaltending perspective. Don't waste assets upgrading Pickard. Make the team in front of Skinner better with those assets. Objectively, Calvin Pickard has won four of his last five starts. Hasn't he only lost one game? Actually, What else do you want your backup goalie to do? Your backup He's... Not even like a true backup. He's like a true number three, I think, in this league. And he's and allowed he's playing really, really well. And he's only allowed 13 goals in those five games. Yeah. Is it so. just people wanting to pick on little things for no real reason? Yeah. Yeah. Was. Nice one. Was. Oh, that cleared up for you. Why do you hit the team? <laughs> next one here is, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this today, but Matt Larkin put out a tweet that ruffled some feathers. He said, <laughs> the Oilers are playing well, even with Woodcroft. They just weren't getting saves. The new coach turnaround equals to just having uh, your goalie luck normalizing. Is that true statement? He's basically saying Knobloch has helped, but is essentially being overhyped. But the goaltending didn't normalize in a weird way too. It excelled everything. You know everything, what I mean? Like I, feel, I, I don't I think like that's fair to label part it. Part of what has been better. The deep, part of what Matt said is true, but like you got to give Chris Knobloch credit for a handful of things. Like the PK has, has improved dramatically. We talked about the, his willingness to stick with line combinations, even though things aren't going perfectly. He doesn't go back to the McDavid dry slide. Mm-hmm. Well, Ever. like after PKs, of course, chuck him out there. I love to see it, but I think that he deserves a lot of credit. And I say that as somebody who was rattled when they got rid of Woodcroft because he's a very good coach. Yes. Some of the other stats have kind of regressed to the mean, but ultimately I think not giving Chris Knobloch credit when he's won, what is it now, 21 of 24 or something like that? I think he's lost six games. You got to give the guy a little bit of credit. I think another thing for it too is, is, uh, okay, so yes, your goaltender is playing better than he should. You're getting the depth scoring is off the charts right now. The defense is is moving the puck better than we've seen it before. We haven't seen Donnell Nurse play this well for a long time. Bouchard's having a career year. Your goaltending, like I said, is off the charts. And it's just like, you have the penalty kill. You have all these things going well for you. And then we just want to sit here and be like, ah, well, this all would happen if if Woodcroft was here. I just don't don't think that's fair to the work that Knobloch, Coffee, uh, Stewart, and and what's the other guy's name? The guy who's been here forever. The Teflon Don. Glenn I don't know his name. Glenn Gullison. Oh, <laughs> the work they've been able to do with this team over this game stretch is is unreal and nobody nobody thought they were going to go on an a game win streak and a 13 potentially plus game win streak that that is hitting the charts but it this is down to the coaching staff i think and i don't i do not believe the others would have hit these same heights with woodcroft the team was the team the team 
they were going to get better anyways. Like we saw it out of the Seattle game. I thought they were better in that Seattle game. I thought really that saved except that shot prop in the third period. Well, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But yeah, that wasn't going to go your way. Uh, no, I, I honestly thought after that game that Woodcroft was kind of like good. I thought the team kind of like corrected themselves. I thought we get another game or two out of it. They made their move. Um, I think coffee has definitely done a lot with the defense. But overall, I think the team is playing better on the ice, and that's to the players with the skates on, and it's to the coaches, it's to the entire organization. I just think that the statement from Larkin that is the part of it that's true is just the overhypedness, I guess, just because like you said, Rick, and I think Oiler fans to a person would say that they didn't believe that that first 13, 15 game pocket of the season was indicative of what they actually had on the ice. And so that's where the hype comes into it, I guess, so the overhyping, but I don't think anybody's, I don't think even Larkin is taking away from Knobloch. It's I guess just, I have a different context because I talk to Larkin as much as I do. He always, right at the start of the season, he goes, the Oilers do not make sense to me. They are so much better than they're playing. They're going to be fine. And then when they fired Woodcroft, I remember him going, I was just like, he goes, puzzled. Like, but ultimately I don't think he's shitting on Knobloch here either. No, like Knobloch and them have made some really good changes. PK's better. I love, love the way he uses McDavid and Dryas. And I think it's so much more effective in the grand scheme of things, but they would have made the playoffs with Jay Woodcroft. I will stand by that. I will not move off it. Anyone who thinks that Jay Woodcroft suddenly forgot how to coach after taking this team on a run where they won, won three playoff rounds in the span of two years, which is impressive to do in today's NHL. They would have turned it around with Woodcroft. Would it have been to this level? No, maybe not, but they still would have been fine with him. This team probably makes the playoffs without, without a coach. Without yeah, a coach? Just letting Connor and Leon do whatever they you want. You know what? A player coach, we're overdue. <laughs> like, like, not tried that yet. We can like maybe rotate ourselves year. out there, whoever has the night, whoever has time to stand on the bench for a couple hours. Like, Nooch has played for so many coaches at this stage. I feel like if you you're going to do it, you yeah. just step it, right in. It just feels like a lot of the stuff Knobloch and his staff have implemented into this team just wasn't there before. Even like small things like limiting the amount of players on the penalty kill. And now all of a sudden, that is that like ninety percent? Vincent Dehaney telling him to make passes instead of going glassing out. It's like small details like that that have made this team significantly better. And I'm obviously not going to sit here and act like Jay Woodcroft wasn't an excellent coach for this team and took him to different heights. But I don't. I think I don't think they'd be at this point with Woodcroft right now. I really don't. I think they'd be in obviously a lot better than what they were. But I really think Knobloch has probably given him a bunch more wins than they would have got. No 13-game win streak with Warcraft? No. Perfect. It never happened. It happened with Sather either, though, to be fair. There you go. You know, there goes Waz for his signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? Not even George Burnett got us a 13-gamer. Think about it. Think about it. You know? It's crazy stuff. There's only one thing better than sharing memories. And that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance. Protect your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. We are less than one month away from hitting the road and going to Arizona. We're going to watch the boys play in a teeny tiny little barn. So little. And I'm very excited about it. The closer we get, the more excited I am to go because... The experience of watching an NHL game in a rink that small is going to be so cool. We're working on our itinerary yet because I just noticed it's like a one or two o'clock in the afternoon game. Really? Yeah. Well, it's two o'clock on our app right now, and I just don't know if it's two or I think they're an hour ahead. 
Sometimes, but sometimes I think we're... It is currently 2.38, same time. Same time. Oh, wow. 2 o'clock game. Yep. All right. So we're that now we really have to stick to the 1 before 10 or 10 before 1. Yeah, I mean, we've been pretty good at that anyways. Well, it's something to consider. Something to consider. Go to nationgear.ca. We still got a couple of spots left. There's a couple of different packages for you. There's the entire one where you can get your flights with us. Or if you're going to be down there, we have a hotel and tickets package as well. That is the flightless package. So there's a couple of those available for you on nationgear.ca. Let's wrap up the podcast, boys, with a preview of tonight's matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oilers looking for a 14th straight win. What do you expect, Liam? What was the vibe on Oilers Nation every day for today from the boys and from the chat? Well, we just spoke about trades for most of the episode, but that was, so that to was the big. tonight, though, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think they got to find their offense, which is a crazy thing to say about this team, and I think this is an opportunity to do it. So I'm looking for them to to get out there in the first period and have a really strong first period and uh, get the ball rolling, so Jake can hit his Oilers win every period, but. Ooh, plus 450. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those. That's a good sweat, too. I love that bet. <laughs> Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I just kind of the same as Liam. Like, I'm not worried about this team defensively or anything like that. I think the only way they lose tonight to Columbus is if they get goalied. And, you know, at some point, their luck will run out. They will lose a game eventually. Nope. But you look at this run this week, Columbus, Chicago, Nashville. These are all very, very winnable hockey games. Go get the job done. How nice will it be to roll into the all-star break after a perfect January? Like, and it's doable. (laughs) It is absolutely doable. I just think for me, the most important thing is like, don't look past what's got to happen tonight. I'm allowed to. You are, but the team, the boys can't. Cause I don't have to do anything on the ice tonight. I can look past it. Yeah. But like go it. Like, I don't want to see them have a period like they did against Seattle where they're giving up breakaways on breakaways on breakaways. Like yeah. they got out of it. Stu bailed them out, especially on the third one of the period. But if they hit the ground running from period one, there's no reason they can't win tonight. Their biggest obstacle is themselves. Yeah. They stay out of their own way. They're going to win this. Yeah. They stay out of their own way. They're going to win on two Thursday. If they stay out of their own way. They're going to win on Saturday. Now here is the question. I told you Dallas mid February. I know we brought up last week. <laughs> do they, do they? Yes or no. Do they get to Vegas? Do they get to Vegas this way? Or do they get to Vegas? Are they going to get to the Vegas game? Are we going to get to 60 minutes to tie the, to tie the record? Yes. Cause that's what that means. If they got to the Vegas game that they would be playing for, do you think they're going to go there? Do you yeah, think they, they will there? We'll be playing for the record out of the Oscar break? I'm confident in that. I love it. Dan, Question, do they play the next game? To have the record on their own. I can't look that far ahead. I can't. Come look on. Yes, is yes. It's totally yes, doable. Yes, they're getting right? the damn record. It's yes is the answer, Dan. But we're starting tonight. Yeah. CBJ it's, up first. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that tonight's a, a perfect night to just get your offense going. The highest scoring player on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Anybody? Can you guess who it is? Johnny Gaudreau. Still Blue Jenner with, with twenty nine points. Oh. Who's Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau. Twenty nine points. He's having a rough year. So it's uh, so it's a night to go out and light up Elvis Merlikens, make him uh, make him get that trade offer, get down lower. But uh, yeah, to- can I just quickly on the topic of rattling off the wins? If they beat, if they were to win out this weekend, then if they yeah. were to beat Vegas, yeah, <laughs> we love the Oilers, but we can all recognize objectively hilarious if you lose to the Ducks with an NHL record on the line. How right? dare you? 
No. Would be, no, Tyler. Would be very, very funny. You, you want to know what I my biggest problem is with this win streak? I'm looking at our friends at Betwix. I'm 19 plus. could do so responsibly. Money line minus 400. Puck line minus 205. It was not that long ago that we looked at the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. And they were plus 1600, plus 1400 in that area right now. They are now the leading team in both 365 <laughs> oh. and Betway at like plus 600 or something like that. For the record, I have them both at like 14, 1500. Stands to reason during a thirteen wins, thirteen game win streak. Trust me, nuts, Dan. No, that's just it though. Because when right. we were playing, when we were playing like like trash, Vegas really didn't change the odds for us to win a game. Like we well, went, into, we were in Vancouver trying to bet on the Seattle game. Just remember, and we were looking at the numbers, and it was like we were nine and four, not three nine and whatever the hell we were. It's, it's always going to be the public that's going to tell Vegas what to do, though. So, so it's like one of my bets that I've really <coughs> liked lately is money line, and especially during this run, money line. Line and over five and a half, it's minus one thirty six. We pump it up to six and a half. It's minus one hundred three. <laughs> like minus one hundred three for seven a goals. Good under team. Yeah, oh, that's a lot. Life's too short to bet the under. Connor McDavid power play point minus one hundred five. Let's go bet with. I got uh, Nugent Hopkins power play point. This team comes out and plays the way they have in the last twelve games. We're allowing two or less goals. They're gonna be just fine. Columbus, and this what's Columbus under one and a half goals as a team. Yeah, that, that's. I hate those bets, but that's one of those bets you might want to look at right now. Mm, where do I find that? Even if, even if they did something stupid and came out and scored in like the first 45 seconds or a minute and a half, like we've seen before, we've seen teams do that and then not put up. Oh, I see Columbus two and a half. Oh, what's that? What's the under there? Under is minus one twenty five. Okay. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half. Ooh, one and a half. It's got to be juicy then. It might be another Maybe. four, two incoming. Uh, honestly, I, I see a four, two, five, two. <laughs> Get off my get four, off my four two wins. <laughs> four two correct score is uh, eleven to one. Maybe a dabble. Maybe a dabble. What they? Back it. to they did back to backs. Yeah, that's what the funny right. thing about when the Oilers won back to back four two games, it was like I won back to back four two games. <laughs> Hilarious. My mentions are always funny when that happens. Any final thoughts? Beating the Columbus Blue Jackets, extending thirteen to fourteen, extend the Canadian win streak record. It's unreal, man. I think they're going to get her done tonight. One key to victory, Dan, and a score prediction, please. It's going to be the shot total, I think, in the first period. You got to see over, like, I'm expecting to see over 15 shots from the Oilers. My final score prediction will be four to one Oilers. Liam, one key to victory and one score prediction, please. Score lots of goals, five zip. Tyler, same question. Yeah, crush their dreams early on, kind of like Dan said, and I will go with a 6 2 victory. Rick? Just play a strong 200 foot game. You won't have any issues. Minus one and a half is plus 210. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, maybe. And what's the score prediction for you? Well, let's go 5 2. I'm going to go 4 2 win. Tuck that in the bank. And I think that just because you're playing really well against a shithouse team, just keep the, make, keep playing a simple game. Pucks to the net, get greasy. But they just got that little prod in the ass again with they're the all beautiful edition, to me. Right? Sure. Like you can't get too lackadaisical right now. You just had a big movie, brought up Holly, brought in Perry. It gives you a bit of that electric bolt again to keep pushing it forward. There's no complacency <clears throat> sticking in. All I'm saying, play a simple game. They've got this. No problem. Easy breezy. Easy peasy. Cover girl. That is the Tuesday episode of Oilers Nation Radio, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you on Friday. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.